grief can be lonely and isolating, especially for those experiencing pregnancy and infant loss. At times, it may even feel as if the sorrow might consume you. Welcome to the Birthies Loss Support Podcast. Join me, your host, Michelle Smith, as I hold a much-needed space for grief, remembrance, and the journey of healing through conversations with grief and trauma experts, the sharing of stories of loss and love, as well as guided meditations. Hello and welcome. I'm very grateful that you are here. When we experience pregnancy and infant loss, the feelings that we experience can be a bit confusing about what's normal, what's not, is this feeling appropriate, is it not? And it just adds another layer to that intense grief and shock. And one in four women have experienced some sort of pregnancy or infant loss, and yet it's something that's rarely spoken about. This silence can cause the necessary grieving for many to be a lonely, isolating, and uncertain experience. Other people often do not know what to say, and they may say things that they do not realize are extremely hurtful. Often it's something they think would feel helpful for they themselves to hear, while it feels devastating as a grieving parent. So it may be helpful to consider that not everyone will be able to listen, And some may be so uncomfortable with loss in general or with your particular kind of loss that they may unwittingly try to silence you by telling you in so many words to look on the bright side before you have even been able to talk about the dark side. Please don't let this kind of response convince you that you are wrong to be upset. Just keep looking for people who can accompany you in this difficult journey. Anyone who has been able to consciously tolerate the pain of any kind of loss can be there for you. I wanted to share some concise information on what you may be experiencing after the loss of your baby. And I want to keep it concise because in that shock of grief, it's often very difficult to take in a lot of information at once. So you may need to listen to this episode in little pieces, you may want to revisit it. Again, my intention is to share some of these experiences that you can feel. And so the following information is based on the work of Kim Kugler-Bell from her book, Unspeakable Losses. Emotional numbing and partial memory loss of the events surrounding the pregnancy or infant loss seem to be a form of psychological anesthesia, which follows trauma of all kinds, and which protects the person from having to cope with the overwhelming nature of the event. The numbing and or memory loss can continue for days, weeks, or months following the crisis. Fearfulness and a sense of vulnerability commonly follow sudden losses of all kinds, and pregnancy losses are no exception. The sudden loss of a precious child and or control over your bodily function may offend your sense of the natural order of things, making the world seem like a foreign place. Feeling weak, unlucky, or doomed is also a typical response to sudden loss, 
as is a sense of foreboding or fear of sudden catastrophe. This fearfulness seems to be intensified when someone is experiencing reoccurrent losses, genetic abortions, IVF failure, or ART pregnancy loss, with combined losses such as infertility and pregnancy loss. Intense rage is not uncommon. It may be directed at hospital staff and doctors, especially if you did not feel listened to or you feel that they were insensitive to your needs and the feelings regarding your pregnancy and loss. It may be directed at family and friends, your partner, or even your own body. The loss of control over your own destiny that pregnancy and infant loss frequently symbolizes is the cause of this reaction. Some people even become angry at God and question and or experience a crisis regarding their faith and spiritual beliefs. It's not uncommon to feel pregnant for the duration of an uninterrupted pregnancy or to temporarily forget that you are no longer pregnant even though you quite consciously know that you are not. This imaginary pregnancy seems to be a form of protective denial, which allows the knowledge of the loss to sink in slowly so that it does not overwhelm the psyche. Dreams about being pregnant and feelings of still being pregnant are often prevalent during this time, especially around the due date of the lost pregnancy. It's not unusual for someone that experienced a stillbirth to feel sensations of phantom kicking as if the baby is still in your womb. Feelings of self-blame, remorse, shame, and or a sense of being punished are normal reactions to pregnancy loss. Parents often blame themselves for the loss, expressing such thoughts as, If only I wouldn't have done... I should have done. If only I wouldn't have done. If only I would have done. Why didn't I? Self-condemnation for particular personal failings seems to be a way to try to explain the loss or the unintended pregnancy, assigning it a clear and hopeful, avoidable cause. Remembering involves gradually recalling all of the events of what happened before, during, and after your pregnancy loss without pushing the flashes of memory away when they arise. Remembering means approaching the loss and all of the circumstances surrounding it with an accepting, non-judgmental manner, which can help you to more consciously come to terms with the loss and to avoid unconscious guilt and self-punishment. Remembering includes recalling your aspirations and dreams that you had about the baby you lost, the kind of family you would have had, and the type of parent you imagined yourself to be to your child. Mourning for whatever will be is a natural part of grieving. Allow yourself the freedom and the time for the sadness. Making your loss real, concrete, tangible can be the greatest challenges in coming to terms with it. This seems especially true in the case of earlier losses, abortions, and in later losses where the baby is not seen. There is something about seeing which makes a loss more tangible and allows the grieving to begin. 
Also, the more unreal the loss seems, the less possible it is to make conscious sense of it and to assimilate the experience as being a part of one's life and identity. Funerals, memorial services, and personal rituals or ceremonies, especially when held on important dates such as the baby's due date or an anniversary, can also be helpful in making the loss tangible and significant. Some rituals or ceremonies may include naming your baby, planting a tree in your baby's honor, wearing the birthstone of the month your baby was due, burying mementos or the baby's placenta, writing a note to the baby, and then perhaps tucking it away to save it. You may choose to read it to others, or perhaps dropping the note into the water or burying it. You may choose to add that note if burying the baby's placenta or burying mementos of your baby. Another healing ritual can be burning or burying the medical records related to the loss of your baby. It's important to remember everyone grieves in their own unique way, as well as at their own depth and pace. Grief, when allowed to progress naturally, tends to come in waves instead of discrete stages. Common fears at this time are loss of control, appearing weak to others, concerns your tears will never stop, being unable to bear the loss, and your baby will be forgotten. After the initial shock of the loss abates, waves of sorrow begin to wash over you rather unpredictably. At first, the waves are huge and close together, and you may feel as if you might drown. Eventually, the waves get smaller and more manageable. Though they never go away completely, you grow less afraid of them, although a big one can still take you by surprise. You can get hit with stronger waves of grief around the baby's due date, on the date of the loss, and holidays. Or if you find yourself in the same circumstances, perhaps after a stillbirth driving by the hospital where your baby was born and you said goodbye. It's not uncommon to feel lethargic or anxious or to have difficulty concentrating or sleeping. It can be common to feel more compulsive than usual and to have a strong desire to numb your feelings. In the long run, it's better to acknowledge your sadness rather than avoid it, trying to block it or hide it from yourself and others. It's quite understandable that you feel grief-stricken. You've experienced a real loss. That intense ache won't last forever especially if you allow yourself to remain receptive to whatever emotions arise and to allow yourself to gently work through them. Staying open to your feelings and giving yourself freedom to experience the full range of your emotions allows for the healing to begin. And while feeling that you would like to join your baby can be very normal, especially for women, if the suicidal thoughts become dominant, or you feel you might act out on them, please contact your OBGYN provider or a mental health professional immediately. And I just want to make note that often there's a conception that grief is a linear experience where it isn't. The intense emotions of shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, 
are often perceived as stages, but we actually move through them and we may circle back and circle back. It's not a, I'm done with denial, I'm going to move on to anger and then move into bargaining. We cycle in and out of them. Again, you move between and through in a non-linear fashion. Grief that is as unique to each person is their fingerprint. The real grief process doesn't begin until months after the death. It's important to remind yourself that you are not broken or need to be fixed. You are grieving and it's expected, healthy, and normal human response to the loss of your precious baby. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this episode helpful and it provided you some comfort or insights. For a list of bereavement resources or to connect with me for grief support, please visit my website at birthyservices.com backslash loss-support. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Birthies Loss Support. If you would like to help to support me in this work to hold space for grieving families, one of the simplest and best ways is to please follow, rate, review, and share, and share again this podcast. And please be kind, compassionate, and patient with yourself as you walk this journey of grief, remembrance, and renewed hope. Remember, there is no right way to grieve the loss of your baby or your loved one.